Hi, everyone. This is Marilyn Aloria, and welcome to Who Can It Be Now? Pod party. I have no clue what number unless I look at the calendar. I don't know. It's pod party number 17. Good. We'll do a reading on 17. And this pod party is specifically for Membership for Your Soul members. So if you're interested in becoming a member, go to membershipforyoursoul.com. Check it out. If you haven't checked it out before, we will let you try it out for a dollar. You can go to membershipforyoursoul.com forward slash trial and join for a dollar for 30 days to check it out. We have a lot of people doing that and staying, which is really, really lovely. Um, don't worry about it. Uh, we send you, email. just make sure you put info at marilynalori.com in your email contacts. Uh, and we, we send you emails reminding you, but also mark your calendar of when the 30 days are up and you could just cancel, or you can continue on this magical journey with us. So today I'm going to be talking about clear audience, clear hearing, and we're going to go deeper into clear audience in a way that we haven't gone deeper into it. Part of what I want to do today is really get into the power of your voice and the power of your hearing. So we're going to be doing some exercises that are really fun with clear audience, clear hearing. And I think at the end, I'm going to do some spot readings and I'll show you how that works. My throat chakra is very activated as I'm recording this with all of you. What's interesting with these pod parties, especially the membership ones and the next level living ones, those are my programs where um, those are invite only for the people in the programs. What's interesting about those particular pod parties is I, these, these, you know, this community, I like to call them academics. They're not students. These academics have been with me, uh, many of them for quite a few years. So it becomes a whole other accelerated way of working a whole other vibration. And I normally have a little bit of an idea of what I want to do, but then I tap into the group when they come on and more information comes through me. And I'm really allowing myself to move out of the way more and more so that I can channel. You know, it's, oh goodness. Wow. I noticed, um, I have to look at the camera, but I'm looking at the mic and I'm going to look at the camera. Um, so I'm moving myself out of the way so I can channel more. And I'm really getting into this notion, this idea of, teaching channeling to everyone. And part of that is coming from Next Level Living, which is my signature program where people really do deep dive at me and they definitely go on a, a really incredible, it's really been an amazing journey and I had no idea what it would be until we were on it. But the reason why I share this is because as I sit here and I write some emails and, and we're starting to open it up more to people, it's application only at this point, um, except if you're a Soul Finder Academy graduate, but the reason why I share all that is because as I get ready to write this material, I write, I'm writing about how we can all channel. And I think like some people don't realize that everybody can do that. And they think it's like this really difficult thing, or you have to get into this really incredible space in order to do it. And it really, once you start practicing it and knowing your guides, it happens on an every, it just happens all the time. And if you learn how they're talking to you and what their voice sounds like, even though it sounds like your voice, it's like a vibration. It's got, it can have an intonation. It can have a certain feeling like they, my guides, when they talk to me, it's almost as, as if it's, it's not like they're in my head, but I know exactly where they're talking because it hits the same spot in my head every single time. Sometimes it shifts a tiny bit, but I know it's them because I know their energy so well. So I want to really invite you into the idea of this is possible. I want you to get out of this belief system and get away from anybody who says only they can do it, or you have to do it for 20 years before you do it. Bull crap. When I first started opening up and, and deceased people started coming to me like, like I was at a frigging concert and they all just wanted to hang out with me. It was a little nutty. 
it, it just happened. Like I didn't, I don't know why I did question it a bit. I was definitely a little bit skeptical and there was definitely a little bit of fear of, am I getting this right and stuff, but it kind of, I let it take over in a way where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. And I want you to do the same thing with channeling. And since I went for it and I just kind of dove in head first, soul first, heart first, hands first, I was all in it really took on a life of its own in a very magical, beautiful way. I didn't let them control me. I didn't let anybody come into my body and, and um, do things like that. I didn't allow that. You have free will. You don't have to allow that either. I, don't, I know there's different belief systems out there, but that's my belief system. My point is, is that my willingness and probably my naivety to do this work really opened up the door full force for them to work with me. And I'm really glad that there wasn't the internet. There wasn't all these people out there teaching it on the platforms that are today because I didn't have really anybody to go to. I went to the medium that I found because the psychic told me the dead were trying to reach me. And then I went to this medium. I picked her out of a magazine and she told me I was a medium and she told me she would help me and she helped me a bit and she ended up being batshit crazy, but that's okay. Oh, I'm going to stop cursing. I've decided, but maybe after this podcast recording and so what was great for me is that I just dove in, like I just allowed it to happen. And if, as spirit would have it, they kept introducing me to people to kind of guide me along my way. And I did what I could and I was channeling right away with my guides. So I was able to learn from them. I was able to get some books. There was the one, I could not find anything written on Claire Audience. There was one chapter in one book that I found. So my guides really taught me, and this is where I'm getting at. And by the time I started getting into rooms with mediums that were teaching or with other mediums, that's when the rules started coming out. You can't do this. You can't do readings until you've been in, I'm going to, I'm going to pretend I'm them. Okay. So when I'm changing my voice, I'm being there nagging, like people that nag me. That's the way I feel. You can't do this unless you've been in spirit rooms for like five years. You're not allowed to read people. Like who wrote that rule? And I would sit there and look at them and go, what? I'm already making a living doing this. I'm already doing this. What are you talking about? It's already been proven. And they would throw these rules out or they would get introduced. Like if a medium, a medium that I really liked actually, but the way they introduced him was everybody's got ability, but nobody can do what so-and-so can do. I'm like, who are you to tell me what I can do? And I remember one of the first platform readings I was doing when I was standing in front of an audience. And many of you may have heard these stories, but they're worth repeating. And I remember this woman saying to me, am I a medium? And this was, I was so new to this. It was the first time ever I had this opportunity to read for 40 people at once. I was like, it was like somebody else was the puppet master. And I was just like going, I was like, all right, I'm going to go. I don't know what the F I'm doing, but I'm going to go. All right. Now I'm standing in front of a bunch of people that are looking at me. All right. Now spirit has me talking and I would pick people out in the audience. I would just walk up to them and start reading them. And um, this one woman said to me, can I be a medium? And my response before I even could think about it was, who the heck am I to tell you you can't? That's what I want you to invite in your life. So today we're going to play with some clairaudience and channeling. I want you, number one, put on the suit that says, I can channel. Put on the feeling, embrace it. Don't make it this difficult thing. Just be like, I'm a channeler. Whatever that means to you. Now, for me, Channeling is whether I'm talking to my guides or I'm talking to a deceased person. I don't separate medium and psychic. And if you want to know what I think the difference is, I think it's episode number two or three, the difference between a psychic and a medium. And I go off a bit on that. 
in that episode. So to me, it's all channeling because if I'm doing a reading for someone or as I'm working with all of you right now, I'm not looking at them because it makes it easier for me to just tap into my guides for a second right now. I take everything from my guides and you can too. I know where they are. I know where they stand. I know what they feel like. And I'll tell you something. I was thinking about this this morning and I am going to tell a quick story, but I was thinking about this morning, how people will say to me, oh, my guide told me to do this. And it's like the most effed up thing I've ever heard. And I'm like, really? Your guide told you to do that? Like, who the fuck are you hanging out with? I, I, really? I don't know. But maybe, maybe they're not really hearing their guide or maybe their guide wanted them to do something because they wanted to teach them something. I don't know. I find a lot of people just say, my guides are talking to me and they don't know their guides on an intimate level. It's like the gnomes, the fairies, the lamp, the animal. It's just like they're reaching out in the air and they're just pulling in any kind of guidance. I would suggest not doing that. Some people can do it and you can do it with energy, but I would suggest getting to know your guide, telling your guide to stand by you. You tell them where to stand if it's one guide. And really when you're talking to them, all your energy is going to where they're standing and listen in that area. We're gonna play with this today and let them talk back to you. So I can tell you this, your guides will give you incredible advice. It's usually not, um, they usually, my guides have never spoken poorly about a person, even if the person hurt me, they teach me about it. I've shared this before. They give me incredible advice, unbelievable advice, so much so that I've been in therapy for a little bit now and I'm like, hmm, kind of moving past it already. The therapy has been amazing because it's opening up doors inside of my heart and soul that I needed to kind of shift some things. And now I'm moving into just starting to channel every single day again. Cause I'm like, hmm, I have them. I don't need to go to readings. I don't need to go for them because I have my guides. So I do think there are tools like we've had, we have coaches on here right now. You know, the coaches are great. Healers are great. Uh, Monique's on here right now. She's a boundary coach. You know, those are great tools, great people to go to, but you ultimately want to be able to also go home, bring that work home with you and your guides and go further into it. So um, if I go, if I make a decision, like say my guides, let's take Marin, moving to Marin. I was thinking about this this morning because I'm getting ready to move again. And I thought about this whole move up here because I tell this whole story in the SAS experience about my move up here. And, and man, I go through the whole thing with pictures and everything about the experience and all the things that came into my awareness and the synchronicity. And I was just reviewing the videos recently because we're getting ready to sell the SAS experience again. And when I went through the video that I did a couple of years ago, I was, or a year ago, I can't remember when I did it. I was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe what happened. But here's the thing, when I kept asking my guides if I could, if any of you know the story, asking my guides if I should move to Marin, they weren't telling me the answer. Instead, what they showed me was a yellow and black butterfly. And I was like, why are you showing me? I never saw this butterfly before. And I was like, why are you showing me this butterfly? And I got pissed off at them. I was like, well, you just tell me what to do, fine. And I left the meditation and I was like, I'm going out for a walk. And I walked out my front door and a yellow and black butterfly was flying around the front yard, a real one. 
And I was like, oh my goodness, I have to move to Marin. That's it. So this is how your work with your guides continues to grow. So I moved to Marin and it's been an incredible experience for me, but it's also been really jacked up in a lot of ways. And I knew as soon as I bought my house here that I said, mm, only gonna be here for a couple of years. And I was thinking about it this morning because now they are telling me where to move. And I've been talking to them and I'm like, wow, they only showed me a yellow and black butterfly. They knew I had to move to Marin for a huge transformation because that's what butterflies mean. I had to move to Marin because my channeling is going to a whole other level. My business is shifting and changing. I'm shifting and changing. I, during COVID, during lockdown, I was able to hike every single day, twice a day. I never had to get in my car. They knew I needed to move here because like the yellow and black butterfly, I had to go through a big change. So they never said to me, that's where you need to go. But they did show me a sign and then they gave me more signs on what house to buy and things like that. And they told me information. So you can always trust them, even after you make the decision. And I never sat there and went, why did you tell me? Because I knew I had to get out of LA. Thank goodness I got out of LA. I knew I was supposed to be here for this growth. So I don't question this decision. I knew it was the next level. But what I do do now is let's get more specific. If you don't know what you want, your guides can't meet you on the path to help you. So we're going to work with Claire audience today, but I'm going to share one more quick story. I shared on my Instagram, go to Instagram, Marilyn Aloria. That is me posting my reels. And I showed a reel of these wild horses running in a field. And I um, wrote on there, this was, it was during a, an incredible moment in my life where a very difficult moment. And I went someplace and I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And I was like, I'm just going to go on that hike right now. And these wild horses ran by my dogs and me. I mean, I'm from Brooklyn. We don't see that kind of stuff. And I was like in awe over it. And in an instant, I knew exactly what I had to do. And somebody asked me on Instagram, but how did you know? How did you know that was answering your question? Because it's never that one single, and my answer was, it's never that one single moment. That's the answer. It's the synchronicity of moments that cumul accumulate, culminate in that moment that gave me the answer. So what happened prior to that was this. I did an interview with somebody who was used to be a membership for your soul, who while she was in membership for your soul, um, she went to prison for a little bit. And all the members supported her when she was in prison sending her, I didn't even know this was happening. They were sending her gifts. And we were like, you're gonna make it. You're gonna be okay. You're gonna be, it's gonna be okay. And she got out of prison and she went to like a halfway house. And she said how her guides helped her because there was no beds and she needed some place to go. And she kept praying to her guides and they kept saying, it's gonna be okay, it's gonna be okay. And she got her bed and then she went and became a horse therapist. Like for, and she was just getting her horse. And I was interviewing her on that particular day. And I had to make a big decision about getting certain surgery for my dog, Venus. And I had an, an appointment at the vet that day and I was very apprehensive about doing the surgery. And 
I was interviewing, um, oh my goodness, I can't believe her name is, she's such an important person in my, um, was an important person in my community. Anyway, I'm sorry, I can't remember her name right now. But anyway, I was interviewing her and she was talking about the horses and the horse medicine and how when horses show up and it's a very powerful opportunity for growth and things are shifting and changing and it's a good moment. And I, something even happened and I can't recall it all. And I left that interview and I went to meet with the vet that took like six weeks to meet with them. And I was like, okay, I can do this operation. This is gonna help Venus. But I was still like, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. I was so afraid of doing the operation. Is this gonna be okay? Let me go on a hike. And I went on the hike and the horses ran by. And I knew the surgery was gonna go well. And let me tell you this, not only did she have to have one surgery, it was her knee. Her, then her second, so as soon as we moved here, she blew out her knee. I'm not gonna get into this whole story. And I moved to this place where I can hike all the time. I have this big backyard that's a downslope backyard. She can't use any of it. So the doctor is like, she needs the surgery. And I'm like, okay, I tried to avoid it for so long through therapy and everything. I saw the wild horses. I got the, the surgery. Then she blew out her next other knee. I got that surgery. She's like my bionic dog right now. She's like, nothing stops her. It's never just one moment. And if you're clearly listening to your guides and you learn how to listen to them, you learn how to weave all the moments to make the decisions in your life. And then when you make a decision and you're like, hmm, that was interesting, you get more information. So let's get started. I'm sorry, guys, that I went on such a story, but it is what I want to start doing with the podcast now is start telling a really important story in the beginning. So thank you so much for your patience. And I will let you know that in the future, this may happen where I tell a story for a little bit. Does anybody want to share a tidbit that they got from that story real quick before we move on? No? Okay. All right. So what we're going to do is clear audience, clear hearing and clear audience lives in your third chakra. So I want everybody to just close their eyes and put their hand on their throat chakra. And notice if you put your left or your right hand on your throat chakra. So if you put your left hand on your throat chakra, in my world, that's about receiving. If you put your right hand on your throat chakra, in my world today, that's about speaking your truth. So we're gonna play with the opposite, the hands. And I've never done this before. They're just giving this to me right now. So as you put your hand on your throat chakra, your left hand, I want you to breathe from your hand into your throat chakra, a beautiful blue light. Now the throat chakra is known to be like a sky blue color. So I want you to almost feel like, and you can stroke your throat chakra, feel like your hand is coloring in your throat chakra. And the reason why spirit wants you to do that is because you have the power to open up your throat chakra with the power of your own physical being. So if you can picture a spirit guide working through your hand. Now I'm working with people from membership from your soul. So I know that they are, most of them are in touch with their spirit guides. If you're not, and you feel like I don't want just any airy fairy person touching my hands right now and working with me, pick um, a being that feels very 
uh, good to you. Somebody who feels very Archangel Michael, Jesus, um, anything that feels very safe, almost feel like their hand is touching your arm. And as they touch your arm, a beautiful blue colored light works up your hand and works into your throat chakra. And I want you to picture the blue light coming from up above through this magical being, through your hand into your throat chakra. And I want you to just work with your breath doing this. And I'm gonna talk some more as I work through this. Now, when you inhale, you're inhaling this incredible light energy that is opening up your clairaudience, opening up your throat chakra. It's working through this incredible being it's working through your physical being, giving you the power, empowering you to open up your throat chakra. And when it works through your fingertips into your throat chakra now, I want you to see it painting the inside of your throat chakra with all this beautiful light. You are receiving your gift of clairaudience, your gift of clear hearing. You are receiving the power of your ability to hear. You're receiving and empowering yourself to hear and speak your truth. So I want you to just spend a moment with breath, breathing in your throat chakra. And usually I believe breathe in a clockwise fashion. That means that I'm standing like in the center of my throat chakra. The front of me is 12 noon, the back is 6 p.m. And I'm breathing in a circular fashion and I am coloring in this throat chakra with the blue light. And you wanna color it in with very positive, loving energy. So you could actually see words like truth, love, gifts, spirit, honesty. So I just want you to take a few moments now and you can also take your hand and move it around your throat chakra, knowing that your hand is now empowered with this light. And it is just opening up this throat chakra. Now, some people believe, let me just talk for a second, as you're doing this work, that you have to clear it out first. I don't, I'm gonna just mute someone. I don't have that belief anymore because I work with my chakras all the time. But if you felt like you needed to clear it out, just allow a new belief to drop in, if it's okay, that what you're doing right now is clearing it out. And I want you to fill it with love. I want you to fill it with whatever you want to fill it with right now. And I'm going to give you a minute to do that while I go get my dog. All right, so as you're breathing into your throat chakra, I want you to pick a word now. And as you pick the word, I want you to hear your guides say that word. Notice where you hear it. So, what I mean by that is I hear it where my right ear meets my head is normally where I will hear the word. 
So we're going to do something again, but just check with that now because you want to know where you're hearing your guides. It does not have to be in your physical body. It could be outside of it. There are no right or wrongs. It's your instrument and you have to learn how to work with it. So just breathe that word and hear it. Now I want you to see an owl inside your throat chakra. And that owl is making his sound. And I want you to hear that sound and notice where you hear it. It might be in a different location and that's okay. Just hear it. Now you can remove the owl. And just breathe. And now there's a flute inside your throat chakra. And I want you to hear the flute. And if the sounds are being picked up on my mic that are, it's, it's amazing how I open up my clear audience and I could hear everything miles away and I never hear anything. And there's a reason for that. I'm gonna explain that. Just allow that to play in it. Now you may have had a hard time hearing the flute and that's okay, let that go. Now I want you to pay attention to the physical sounds in your room. And I want you to notice what you hear and where you hear it. So I'm gonna tell you when to stop. So I'm gonna give this for a few seconds here. And you're just gonna, I'm gonna get quiet in a second. You're just gonna to listen to the physical sounds in the room and you're going to hone in on one sound. Notice where you hear it and notice what you're hearing. Ask yourself why, what does the sound symbolize for you? Now, like a big eraser, take that away, erase it away. Fill in the blue again in your beautiful throat chakra. And now I want you to invite in an animal that you just love, any animal. Maybe you don't love it. Maybe the animal bear shows up a lot for me lately. A bear wants to come in. Okay, bear, come on in. And you're inviting this animal into your throat chakra with you and you're sitting down as if you're in your living room, this beautiful living room in your throat chakra. And the animal's with you. And this animal wants to show you a sound in your throat chakra. So the animal's pointing to something that's a sound. And I want you to hear that sound. Notice where you hear it. 
not where you're hearing it in your throat chakra, where you're hearing it in your physical being. Is it all falling in the same place? If not, that's okay. So Bear is showing me a clock and I'm hearing the tick-tock. What's the animal showing you? Now I want you to allow the animal to tell you why the animal is showing you that particular sound. And I want you to use your imagination and allow it to run. Let the animal just tell you why are they showing you that sound? Why is it important for you? Now the animal is inviting in a bird. So let the animal invite in a bird. You may know the bird, you may not know the bird, doesn't matter. It's all about opening your creativity and your imagination and not trying to be right or wrong. Play with it. And now the bird and the animal are with you. And the bird has something to say. What does the bird want to tell you? Notice where you hear it. And if it's in a different spot, ask yourself if you can trust what the bird is saying. Now bear and bird, oops, not bear, your animal and your bird are going over to a musical instrument. It's probably a radio, it could be a CD player and they're pressing play and a song is playing. Listen to it, see if you know it and notice where you hear it. Ask them what the song, if you don't know what it means, why they're giving you this song. Now there's a big door in your throat chakra and bird and whatever your animal is, is opening that door and they're leaving. And what steps into the room is your higher self. And your higher self sits across from you and takes your hands. Just take in your higher self right now. And I want you to ask your higher self what you need to do to move forward in your dreams? What do you action step do you need to take to move forward in your dreams? And you may not hear a response, 
Let her let your higher self point something out. Let them make a sound or let them answer. It does not matter. You can't get it wrong. Asking the question is the work. Notice where you hear it. Now your higher self is going to give you an I am statement. And this is the given, this is the empowering of your throat chakra part. So let your higher self give you an I am statement. And it could be I am celebration, I am happy, I am opulent, uh, op opportunity, I am affluent, I am abundant, whatever it is. And repeat that I am statement to yourself and notice where you hear it. Now, what you're going to do, and you don't have to do this right now, is you can put your right hand on your throat chakra. And if your mic is muted and you feel comfortable, I think everybody's mic is muted. I want you to say this I am statement out loud. And I want you to feel the vibration of it in your throat chakra with your right hand, because right hand's about doing. So I want you to feel the vibration traveling into your hand as you say it. And then I want you to put the hand, your hand out into the world. And I want you to know that you are going to do this. I want you to feel the empowerment in it. I want you to just own it. So you're going to say it, hear it, feel the vibration, and then you're going to put your hand out into the universe, committing to it. So take a moment now to do that. Notice how that feels. So now thank the beings. And if there's anything in your throat chakra that needs to be released, see a big sliding glass door opening up and just shove everything out. And Mother Earth is just gathering it and taking it away and burning it. I'm going to put your left hand and your right hand on your throat chakra. Breathe in a circular fashion again. Thank the spirit guide you worked with. Thank the animal. Thank the bird. Thank your higher self. Take three cleansing breaths. And say to yourself, I am clairaudient. and believe it. And when you're ready, just say your name to yourself a few times and open your eyes. One of the things I want you to know is clairaudience is about definitely about clear hearing. And I know where I hear. So I hear my spirit guides on my right ear where it meets my head. I also can hear them now on the top of my head. I've been doing this long enough that it can move a tiny bit. 
and it doesn't matter because I know them so well. I know their energy, I know their vibration. When deceased loved ones come in, they usually speak into the center of my left ear. So I want you to play with the physical sounds in your environment. I want you to play with imagining sounds. And I want you to notice where you hear. Now, it has been my experience, I've been teaching this, and I do have a class on Audience on my um, page, and then we do have a class in Audience and Membership for Your Soul. Um, they're separate classes, they're different classes. So uh, if you go to marilynaloria.com classes, you will find the Audience class. And if you use the coupon podcast, you get half off. So I think it ends up, oh, I, I don't know if you get half off on that one. Try it, see if it works. If not, it's like $47. So the idea though about Audience is the power in your voice. And what I'm noticing a lot is I'm starting to invite in spiritual entrepreneurs that really want to stand in the power of their messages. And if you don't stand in the power of your messages in what you have to offer the world, you're never going to be seen or you're going to keep taking, you're going to keep hesitating, getting your stuff out there. I did a reading on my Facebook page. Um, and I noticed somebody who's in my community, who's very powerful channeler. And um, she picked number three, which was about doing and creating her own doorways. And she said that she's hesitating doing her website. And many times, if you're hesitating doing your website, if you're hesitating getting your work out there, it's because you're not owning the power in your messages, or maybe you're feeling so powerful that it's sometimes hard to get out into the world with that amount of power because you're so used to hiding it or, or making yourself smaller so people don't feel uncomfortable. When you work with your throat chakra, you get more comfortable with getting your voice out there, the power of your voice and who you are. And I'm not talking ego. The more I dive into my work, the less ego I have. And I can see how my ego is shifting quite a bit because do I know I'm a great medium? Yeah, I do. But do I have to prove it anymore? No, not really. And there were times when, you know, when you get out in certain groups where there's a lot of comparison energy or this one does that and that one does this and da, 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 that can really rub up against you. And you have to find the great, great, good for them. You have to find the power in your work and how you work and remove all that noise. And stand in the power of your voice and your truth and use it. So the more you open your throat chakra, the more you're going to stand in the power of your messaging. So I'm going to tell one quick story and then we're going to open it up to questions and I'm going to play with readings and stuff. I, I've been doing, I've been, uh, so we're doing the SAS experience again. By the time you listen to it, it'll be available and you can go to joinsass.com and watch that. It's a really incredible video series that I did. And I'm not going to explain it all because I don't want to do a sales pitch right now, but I had to do the sales pitch for it at the end of it. The very, very end, I'm going to invite you into something. And I was dragging my feet. I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And I was like, what's wrong with me? And I finally put it on my calendar because I was like, I've got to do it. I've got to finish it. And I sat down yesterday to do it. And normally when I do sales decks, they're like 30 minute videos of like, this, here's the testimonial, here's this, here's that, there's the value, da, da, da. I did like a 10 minute video, like buy it or don't. It doesn't matter to me. You decide. And it felt so good. And I'm like, oh, it's because I didn't want to do the old thing. 
I don't know how it'll convert. I can't worry about it. The only thing I can do is be me right now. And that's it. So part of what I'm trying to do as in my work is to get seen more, but not from an ego place. It's from a place of being comfortable with what I do and how I do it. And knowing that, and this is all transparent and honest guys, like I'm ready for my work to be seen more and heard more. But you have to ask yourself, everybody, all of you who are doing this work, ask yourself now, are you really ready for that? Because if I see myself in front of um, a lot more people, finally, I feel like I could feel a little more comfortable with it. I'm not comfortable. Ooh, how do I say this? I have a story, but I don't want to tell the story right now. But I had a story of a client who was passing and she wrote me a beautiful message about how my work changed her life. That's a very humbling experience. And there's more to the story that I will share at another time in the podcast. But I have, but I don't receive that from a place of, oh, look at what I've done. I can't, it's not comfortable. It's not me. So you have to find the comfort in your work, the power in your work, minus ego, but we're going to have some ego, minus ego. It's not about comparing yourself to others. It's about being in the truth and the power of what you do and then speaking it and getting it out. So what am I trying to say? Get comfortable with your clear audience. Get comfortable with your throat chakra. Get comfortable with your hearing. Get comfortable with your own voice. And let yourself be seen and heard. And it's going to attract the right people. That's it. End of story. And that's why in the sales deck, I was able to say, buy it or don't. Because I don't want, well, actually they can't, they have to apply for it. I don't want the, I want to attract the right people. I want to just be true to myself. I can't do anything that's not true. So that's all I have to say. And I hope that makes sense. So at first, I'd love to hear a little bit of feedback from this experience. Um, Monique said, I think when people sell from that space, it's so much more empowering for the people listening to the message. You know, what's interesting about that, Monique, though, you would think it is, it is for the right people, for the people for you, but there are people out there that want to be told what to do and it's not going to be for them. And that's okay. Because what I'm learning, Monique's a next level living the people I want and membership for your soul is a lot like this too. The group has gotten smaller. It'll grow. But I feel like the people that are there are the people who are good at self-direction. And that's really important to me, you know, because I don't want to tell you how to live your life. I want to support you in it. All right. So what do you want to share? And then we'll move on. Somebody's got a speaker. I'm going to call on someone. I'll speak. <laughs> That was powerful. I knew there were games and I loved them. Um, during the channeling, I got like 15 degrees hotter. Um, yeah, that's normal. Right. Um, and I was hearing in different places, depending on who it was. Um, okay, so let me stop you for a second because this is a teaching moment. It may not work for you, but it might work for others. You'll get hotter because your vibration's going higher. I used to sweat like a pig. I don't mm -hmm. anymore. My, my doctor would like me to sweat more, but just to get those toxins out. 
different places, what you may want to ask them, Cheryl, you don't have to, because that might be actually perfect for you. It might be this guy speaking here, this guy speaking here, this guy speaking here. Or you can say to your guys, all right, enough already. I want you always to speak in the tip of my nose. That's it. And then when you talk to them, you could, like I focus here if I'm having any kind of difficulty, which I don't because I hear so well, but I would focus um, where my ear meets my face and say, so when you put your inner, everybody do that right now, pick a spot and bring your inner awareness to that one spot. And you could say, just talk to me there for the next three weeks. Just talk to me there. And they were all in my left ear, but it was subtle on if it was right behind my ear, the animal went right in the center of my ear and then some things, you know, dropped in from this direction. But yeah, it was, and that, I'm always on my left side, always. That's great. And it could Just be like, you're always on your right side, right? Right. With my guides, not mm -hmm. with these people. So it could be the animal has different vibration, right? So the animal wants to come in because my animal was just in the center of my throat, but mm -hmm. my guides are here, you know, and sometimes my guides are out here. So that's great. They may all have different vibrations and that's why there's, but they're always on this side of your head, which is- They're always on this weird. side of my head. Yeah, great. Anything else? Well, and when you were saying that I am seen when we were meeting our higher self, that's what she said. I am seen. And the song that I got was You Light Up My Life. Mm. Sing that song. It'll open up your clear audience. That's what I'm going to do because they're wanting me to sing more to strengthen my lungs as well. Oh, which... we talked about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Cheryl, do that. Do the breathe, do breathing too. But when you sing the song, hear the song too. So everybody try this. I know you. not everybody's muted. Everybody's muted except for Cheryl. But when you, when I speak, I can actually see the words coming out and going into my right ear. That's mm. also a technique to open up audience. Now this was all taught to, to me by my guides. So you have to, but I like it. I so like you're that singing, too. Hear it. Thank mm -hmm. you. Okay. And that's where you're good at. You give us the tools and then you let us, you, you kick us in the butt, if we're, you know, to keep moving us forward, which, you know, like you said, we, I appreciate that. Um, but you let us, it morph to what works for us, but we're keeping to move forward. Yeah. And, and that's really important because just because it works for me, doesn't mean it's not going to work. It's going to work for you. Great. But you still give us the tools and the guidance and the encouragement <laughs> to do the work ourselves. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Anybody else? Otherwise we're going to move on. Audrey, Janice, Monique. I don't know who this person is. Anybody? Yeah, I guess I'll uh, speak up. So I was mostly hearing the sounds that my right ear, but when it came to the animal, bird, and the higher self, it was coming from my third eye. So it yeah. was more in the center. So it was, it was I, I've been hearing more stuff around by my right ear. And just every once in a while, you know, I'll hear something. Yeah. So it might've been through your third eye because they were using clairvoyancy layered with clairaudience. Mm. So you were seeing, right? So you're seeing, yeah. 
and that's using clairvoyance and no gift. Like, so I don't use any, just one gift when I'm reading people, I'm layering, the gifts are being layered. So you were just layering the gift right there and that's what's happening. So it's kind of cool that they showed you that, or it could be that their particular vibration is stronger through clairvoyancy. Mm -hmm. So great. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. I I was seeing an image of, you know, the bird animal, whatever. And then also hearing when they spoke to me. Good. Good. That's layering. Love it. Good. Anybody else? That makes a lot of sense for me. I'm glad that came up because I was initially my left ear and then I was hearing it. Well, yeah, between my eyes. And I got really hot during this episode too. I was like, initially I wanted to put a heater on and then it was like, oh, I want to open the windows. (laughs) Yeah. It's really interesting. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad, glad, glad. Okay. So we're going to do a little round robin readings. What you get to do is, so this is how we're going to do this. It's very interesting. I'm going to start with Monique. You have one sentence questions, but here's how it works. And anybody who's listening, I'll tell you what to do in the podcast. Monique's going to start it with asking a one sentence question. Uh, Audrey, you're going to go next. You're going to listen to Monique's, to the answer I give Monique. And you're going to ask a question based on what you hear for yourself. Okay, so whatever I say to Monique in reading wise, it may shift something in you, it may not, but you're gonna ask a question, one sentence only, okay? Then I'm gonna go to Janice. So Janice, you're gonna be listening. It's like telephone readings. And you're gonna ask a question based on you, not Monique. Nobody's asking about Monique, you're asking about yourself, but you're listening to Audrey and Monique's reading and seeing what new sentence comes up. It might be, I said something to Audrey that you're like, oh, I have to ask about that now because that, that I need to know. Okay. You might say, what, what does the Fruit Loop bird have to do with me now? Okay. And then Cheryl, <laughs> I guess the Fruit Loop bird's been around. <laughs> You're going to do the same thing. Okay. Uh, and then we'll see what happens. So I've never done this before. I have no idea. For anybody who's listening on the podcast, what I suggest you do is after I finish each, come up with it, everybody come up with this, everybody right now, come up with a question, a one sentence question. And as you're listening, really listen to it, something that I say and see if it answers your question and leads to another question. So uh, if I said, what do I need to do to be seen more? And I tell Monique, well, you know what? You really have to, I see a teleprompter and I feel like you need to do more video and the teleprompter is like, okay, what do I need to do? Why do I need to, maybe I need to write. What does the teleprompter have to do with me now? And just, just play with it. I've never done this before. I have no clue why they're making me do it, but it sounds like fun. Let's see what happens. All right. And it's going to be real fast. Monique, you go first. Okay. So what do I need to know? What do I need to know about writing a book on alchemy? So spirit is showing me that you to, to draw colors 
because the alchemy is in the colors and in the vibration of the colors. It's not for you to know how to put the words together in a linear fashion. It's for you to feel into the energy of what the colors mean, the alchemy, the alchemical information, the transformation. So they're asking that instead of like, um, it's a ritual that they're asking you to go into that you, you draw this, like, it's almost like a pea cocktail. It's whatever you want to do, draw this color. Then they're asking you to place your hands on the color and start speaking about what you want to write about alchemy and just allow it to come out. And then they said, allow yourself to look at the color, especially black. They want a little bit of black in there and ask what wants to be birthed from this moment. And they said that please record it because something is going to come through the channel session that is going to allow you to string together the pieces for this book. They said this book can't be done the way other books have been done, where you do an outline and then do it. So you have to actually write it first, which is not normally if you were going to go to a publisher and how to do this. They said you need to kind of write it and sit with it. It doesn't have to be every single one. It could be like the first three chapters. And they said, if you do it this way, it's just going to come through you because it's not meant to come through any other way. It's an alchemical experiment for your own soul, for your own being. And it's supposed to come out. In the beginning of this reading, my lower back was bothering me, which is about support. And they're like, we're here. We've got you. But we can't expect you to do this in any way that you've done it before in the linear way of writing a book because the book can't be done this way. It's all in your hands, by the way. All of it's in your hands. Audrey. That explains a lot. Okay. What's your question? Do I concentrate in one area of my life or try to do a lot at once? Four things. The stove technique, which I've taught before. You have four pots on a stove. You can't just do one because you in one is like, oh, no, no, but I got this. I want that. And I want this. And I want that. And I, want that, and I get bored. No, 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 no. And Spirit's like, no, 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 We don't want to do that. But you also can't be distracted all over the place. So there needs to be an organization. They're saying this funny in the madness. Because if we try to make her just creative in one area, she, it just goes like, it's like a wilted flower. So they said, let's do the stove technique with her. You have four pots on the stove, Audrey. You're only allowed to have four pots on the stove for the whole month. And you have to decide what's in those pots. One pot is boiling over, could be your psychic skills. Learning about clairvoyancy this month. That is it, I'm working on clairvoyancy. Second pot is writing. They're just making things up or giving me things. That's simmering, you're adding seasoning. So you're doing that a bit. Third pot in the back has got the ingredients in it, but it's a little cold, we haven't turned on the heat. And the last pot doesn't have anything in it yet, but it's a thought. So they said, draw it out four pots and decide for 30 days to just, they said, put it up on a wall, just decide on those four pots. And when something else wants to come in, it goes in the pantry. It goes in the pantry. They said, but you can't just focus on one thing because you would be, you're, you're too active inside, too active. And you were told you can't, you're not getting enough done. You're not seeing things through. So there's a belief system like, I never see anything through. And they went, let's get rid of that. Let's be creative. Let's be fun. Let's do this. So that's how I'm going to say it for you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Janice. The color thing came up for me. So I was just wondering something to do with colors. Should I be using or applying them more or? 
delving more into them, like something applying to me with color? Yeah. So what comes through is a little bit of your own personal color therapy. So you are the peacock in this reading, but you have this beautiful indigo blue working from your second chakra up towards your heart. And it's almost like this beautiful, it's this beautiful color. So this is what spirit is saying to me and they're giving it to me in vision and claircognizance as well. So I wanna get clear. They said that if you could really get into your, your chakras, right? But don't base it on the chakra colors. If you could just especially play with your second, third and fourth chakra and color it in every single night with your own color that you choose. They said, it's gonna open you up in ways that you can't even imagine. So if you sat in like the second chakra, which is normally orange and you're like, I'm gonna color it blue, indigo blue. And they said, you could look at the color and you can bring that color into it. You can color that color. You can stare at it and bring it into it. You can do that with each chakra. You can do multicolors. They said it's supposed to, it's going to open you up in a pattern. So what's happening is there's a thought pattern that they want to reconfigure. And by working with the colors, it gets you out of the thought pattern. Wow, you do have, is your father passed by any chance? Yeah, he's passed. Yeah. Yeah, he's here. Really? He's very much here. Wow. So I don't I don't think this is his name, but I'm gonna just give you a name. I don't think it's gonna make sense to you. The name is Sam. Okay. So I want you to pay attention to that name because that name is coming in with full force. And I also get the name Sandy, which is about like a beach, but it's more about being on the beach. It's about being with beach and, and, and putting your feet in the sand. So it feels to me like you've been in sinking sand for a little bit is what he's making me feel like. And you need to not, you need to trust yourself in building your foundation, not other things or other people. I feel like he wants to give you the support and I feel like it comes in a financial type of way. So there's something that you're going to be building that is going to be financially lucrative for you. If you've never thought about investing, think about investing. I want you to think out of the box. He wants you to learn things that you've never learned before. I don't know if he was rigid, but he doesn't, he, he wants to come through with looseness and creativity. Was he very smart? Because he's like giving me like encyclopedia smartness. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I don't know if he smoked or anything, but there's a tobacco smell here as well. Okay. So just, it's like a cigar to me. Trust me with my readings. It doesn't all have to make sense, but usually what it does is it makes sense down the line. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So just play with that. There's Sam is the big name for me. So a lot of times when I'm doing readings with deceased people, usually the names are right on. It's not their name per se. There might be something that you remember down the line. Okay. Or there might be someone that comes in the next three weeks, but pay attention to that name. Cause that's really important for me. Okay. Thank you. All right. Cheryl. You just totally blew me away because my uncle's name is Sand and his daughter-in-law, who's my guide, is Sandy. <laughs> okay, so it might be that I'm, I'm tapping in, but I still feel this has to do with you too, Janice. So I appreciate the confirmation from Cheryl quite a bit, especially since we're playing this telephone. Mm -hmm. But I want, thank you for that, Cheryl, by the way, but I want you to still 
that this is the thing for any of you doing re these readings. You have to trust, even if the person doesn't get it, it may never make sense. It doesn't matter. It's not your, my business is just to give it. Thank you, Cheryl, for that though. So I'm so glad that this came through for you too. Yeah. And he smoked a pipe back in the day. So it might be him too. They might all be coming. <laughs> I didn't say one at a time. Yeah. Doing no, that was just like, what? Um, my question is now I just got jumbled because they came through. Um, so I do need to sit with them, but what do I need to know about the card deck that Yeroon and I are wanting to create or other, other collaborative Create it, Project. create it, create it. Because what was bothering me right away when you were talking was your throat chakra again. And I know that you're working on um, really getting your voice out there. And I feel like you have to create it. But here's the thing that's going to happen. This is very interesting. Thank you. They're showing me the top of the trees where it meets the sky. The sky's the limit. And they want you to just do it. But you, they don't want you to do it in the way that, um, oh my goodness, I have to, thank you so much. Oh, you're giving me a message for myself. And I'll tell you in a second. They don't want you to do it where it's got to be this result. It's got to be that result. It's got to be successful. It's got to be this. It's got to be that. They want you to be in the creativity of it and the beauty of it and the fun of it. And it's going to be a very powerful deck. And they also said, you know, here's the thing. They said, tell her to think out of the box here because she doesn't have to sit down with him and do a deck. They can do it as a fun workshop. They could be doing it with people there where they're all of a sudden doing something fun and they're creating a whole other avenue of revenue as they're creating this deck. So tell them to be creative with it. So here's the other thing I'm going to share with you. Yeah, do it for the fun of it. That's what I'm going to say. You have to do it. And that's probably where the toucan came in in the last game that we, or, you know, session that we played is yeah. to have more fun. It is. And here's the thing that they said is, they just thought, oh, okay. When you do something new, you're going to brush up against fear. You're just going to. So I just got off a call with um, Stephen Farmer, Anna Maria Vasquez and I are doing a retreat. We're gonna be doing a retreat together. And we were on the phone with one of the retreat centers cause we're talking to different retreat centers and it's not gonna be till late next year. And I was running the, uh, cause I have the experience of booking a venue and all of that. Stephen and Anna Maria have been great. We've all been pitching in. It's been a phenomenal experience with the two of them. And, but I was the one who was running the meeting just because I have this experience from my MTV days of having to do all this stuff. And I got to tell you, Cheryl, like it's getting real. And I, I started getting like, <gasps> I think, thankfully I'm doing it with the two of them because if anybody can hold space for each other, it's the three of us, mm -hmm. but it's brushing up against something new. You know, I've never done this like with two other, you know, and, and a retreat where it's going to be, you know, four nights and stuff like that. So you're going to brush against that. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And you can't, especially, I know you ruined so well, and I love him so much. You can't let the fear override the creative moment and what you need to get out into the world. Okay. Thank you. And Great. you said his name perfectly. <laughs> I know I learned a neighbor <laughs> taught it to me. <laughs> Thank you. All right, guys, any last moments you'd like to share with Okay, I know Ricky, I keep going over. So Ricky and Lynn are brunette. Why can't I remember the name? They're my podcast producers. If you're looking for podcast producers, they are the best. They're so, Sound Machine is the name of it. Sound Machine, I'm pretty sure. They're amazing. They're the, the most beautiful people I've ever met. I'm just, they're just like, they're so wonderful. 
I'm sorry, I'm going over again, Ricky. Um, okay. I want you to do me a real quick favor though here right now. I want each of you in a quick second, if you can, to teach something to the podcast listeners that you, whether you learned it today or you learned it on your own, I want you in, if you can do it in two sentences, teach something right now to everybody. I just think it's, it just helps. It shows community. Monique, I know you got something. I think when you really learn to put aside your ego, the trust with your guides comes in mm. just tremendously. Love that. Audrey. Um, yeah, I mean, basically same thing. It's, it's just learning to trust. Um, no matter what you're receiving, trust it because they're there for you. I love it. Thank you. You guys are giving me messages, so I'm taking them. Dawn. I mean, Janice, why do I want to call you Dawn? The big one I took was um, if when you're raising your vibration, you'll produce a lot of heat. So it's a good sign. Good. Love it. Cheryl. Tell them where to stand and get familiar with the different energies of each of the signs. And they can come from any, any method, animal, you know, bird, regular animal person, my neighbors across the hall, sounds in your house, anything. Love it. Thank you. Everything's a sign. Didn't you tell us that? Yes, I did. Everything is information. Everything's a sign. Thank you so much. So um, thank you everyone for listening. And uh, I really appreciate it. And what I want to show you is that everybody has value. Everybody has something valuable to offer. And this is why I feel like getting into a community is important, a light-minded community of people that you feel safe and really cared for, and you can grow and develop. And if you're interested in any of my communities, come check me out at marilynaloria.com and you can check out everything I have to offer. Thank you so much. And if you would please, I would love it to rate, review and subscribe, especially on Apple Podcast. That would be amazing. Thank you so much and have an incredible day or evening whenever you're listening to this. Bye.